0: friends and welcome back to Unfaint Christianity where we help Christians find culturally aware, biblically nuanced and Jesus embodying responses to current issues. In the last three episodes we have gone through a short series of how to connect with God and your purpose through his story and, and we started by looking at how there seems to be a desire at, at least I've observed this. I've heard people talk about this. I I wonder how you resonate with this. If you've seen this as well or not, but there seems to be a desire to better understand one's purpose in life. And, and I'm not talking about kind of the stereotypical like figure out your passions, your sweet spot, and get into that. Not saying that's not valuable, but rather that there there is a sense of disillusionment for the everyday person at times. It's like well. I don't kind of figure out your sweet spot get your giftings figure out what that's kind of targeted towards entrepreneurship and kind of business mindset and, and kind of the hustle culture of our day and and a lot of people don't they're okay not hustling they're okay not being a leader there and, and so is there what's their purpose it, it, you read certain books it can sound like just being a day worker or just having a regular job is like not measuring up in the world and and so is Is there, how does someone who has just a regular nine to five job fit in with any kingdom building work? Like sometimes it it can sound as though you've got to really figure out God's will for your life or you've got to figure out your giftings and sweet spot. And I think there's a lot of people, especially between the ages of 18 and 30, who are just like, I don't know what that is. And quite frankly, like sometimes all that sounds exhausting to me, but I do long for like what is my purpose I have questions about purpose I have questions like what am I good for anything is God doing is God showing up in my story anywhere because it doesn't necessarily seem like he is all the time or is there is it okay to to just be a regular Joe like doing any like mechanic work or teaching or in in nursing or being a painter a handyman or an an author you know whatever like Are there these set specific things if you're going to serve God and be a minister for God like you have to do? And so I I sense this wrestling of just, I call it like a desire for a deeper settled assurance of why you exist and how you fit in, how you specifically, your story fits in to the work that God is doing in the world around. A, A desire for that and kind of combined with that is this longing for true connection with God and a struggle because they don't feel a closeness with God or sometimes they they read scripture and they they see in the Christian world around them so many uh, duplic- so much duplicity or kind of you know this is what we adhere to but this is how we're actually living out and and longing for a greater cohesion between Jesus and what he calls us to and what we're actually living out in our communities and and sometimes it feels like we can get so caught up on some peripheral issues and so then there's this sense of disillusionment because it's on one hand it's like I don't yeah why do I exist there are things that happen I take these profiles I do these all the things the books tell me to do and I still don't like figure out my sweet spot or like what And, and is it after all I don't really in even desire to like be the leader of some company or start my own side hustle or whatever like is there a purpose does does life matter just being me who i am maybe you're a, maybe you're a stay at home mom or maybe you're a, someone who's single and has all kinds of opportunities in front of you and you're just like, I don't really know which way to go. Maybe you're going through a trial and a difficulty and you're just trying to make sense of like, how does this phase of life fit into everything that we talk about on Sundays and and every time we get together with as a church or as Christians and we talk about kind of what seems like theoretical minds theoretical conversation about God and about his will for the world and all of that like how does what i'm going through right now fit into all of that kind of this longing for that combined with i i do want god i do want to live for jesus but i struggle to connect with him or i struggle to 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 really see I have a lot of questions about what I'm seeing from his people. And and I, I suggested in the first episode that the reason we bump into these sorts of disillusionment is because the primary way that we talk and teach about engaging God is through the medium of the Bible. And even, even, even though we all recognize like prayer is a way of engaging and connecting with God, We still kind of view it through the lens of the Bible and we have a reference book mentality about the Bible. And so rather than viewing the the Bible as a a sort of letter or a sort of story that is communicating a, a much more holistic message than simply ideas and facts or ethical arguments or inspirational quotes... Rather than viewing it as this personal communication between Almighty God and His creation. We tend to view it somewhat as a reference book or maybe a vending machine. As a, as a, some people might connect with that analogy better where we, we have a specific thing we're looking for and we come and we plug in or we search up just the right, you know, the right question or the right topic and we see, oh, here's what God has to say or here's what you know the Bible speaks on. And that's not how the Bible was intended to be engaged with. And so we we have this sort of disillusionment. In fact, over the course of this series, I've had some brief conversation with some commenters some people who take issue with the fact that I'm emphasizing the Bible so much. They think I should emphasize the Holy Spirit more. And, and that kind of exposes the very thing I'm talking about. It's like people don't even see engagement with the Bible as engagement with God. They, they tend to view it as like, you, you've got to engage the Holy Spirit. Well, how do we, how do we know what, who the Holy Spirit is? How to engage the Holy Spirit except through the Bible? And so either we have like our own kind of ideas of what it means to connect with the Holy Spirit, or we approach the Bible, but we're approaching it in this reference book kind of mentality of like, oh, here's, here's how the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit. Rather than seeing that the Holy Spirit is ever-present throughout the whole story of Scripture. And the Holy Spirit is the medium through which when God connects with humanity and begins to do work in and through humanity, it's through the Holy Spirit. And that's whether he's directly addressed or not, he's there all throughout the story. And so I think we have a problem. It's not a God issue. It's not even a you issue as much as just disconnection between the the one thing that we can stand on for sure and know, hey, this is from God, and that's Scripture, the Bible, and our way of understanding it and approaching it. And so what I called us to, what I invited us to was to understand that the Bible is story. Have you been blessed by the work of Unfamed Christianity? If so, I invite you to go deeper by becoming a member of Unfamed Christianity on Patreon. All of our work is designed to help Christians find culturally aware, biblically nuanced, and Jesus embodying responses to current day issues. And we could not do it without the support of our members. As a part of the membership, you get to go deeper into sorting through what does it look like to faithfully embody Jesus in a world and in our culture and time. There are three main tiers of membership. If you become an advanced member, which is the middle tier, I will send you a free copy of Lori and Matt Krieg's book, An Impossible Marriage. This is the best marriage book I've read. If you become an advanced member this month, I'll send you a free copy. Now, here's the really good deal. When you do an annual membership, you get 16% off. If you'd like to see more details, just visit asherwitmer.com forward slash member. So we looked at what does it mean that the Bible is story? And, and we talked about how the Bible is expertly crafted from beginning to end to tell a specific message. How even in the, the way the books are organized is intended to communicate a specific message that just like... The Pilgrim's Progress, or some other story we might read, that there are uh, main themes that permeate throughout the story, but then there's also smaller, subtle themes that kind of help the main message go even deeper. There's protagonists, there's antagonists, there's main plots, subplots, there's obstacles that the protagonist has to overcome, and the Bible is intended to be read from beginning to end, and works to give us wisdom for navigating life, not for just telling us rules about how to navigate specific situations. And so if we don't absorb the message of the Bible and know how to engage the Bible as story, we're gonna to struggle to know how to live out the story of God in our current cultural moment. And we, we dove in deeper in, in in the last episode of how this period that we find ourselves in well first of all in the episode before that we we concluded by walking through the story of the bible this is god's story creation fall israel jesus Then creational restoration. But then we we unpacked in the last episode what it looks like to live out God's story in this moment of the church of creational restoration where we don't have a lot of specific details about this period. We know where the story's going, we know where it's come from, but we're in kind of this era of improvisation. And so then how do we navigate that? And and even the questions of like, so if the Bible's not just a book about facts or not just a book about telling us how to handle certain ethical situations, what do we do with questions about theology? What do we do with a desire for inspiration and connection with God? What do we do when we bump into ethical situations? And we talked about how the Bible's intended to, to transform us, to get, to to make us into a people who know how to navigate the world and the chaos of the world according to God's design so it's going to have facts it's going to have moral guidance it's going to have inspiration but it is not intended to communicate that through a reference book mentality it does it through story and so We look specifically at the law of thou shalt not murder, right? Because that is a, a rule and Jesus quotes it as a rule. So you say, wait, the Bible's not a rule book. There are rules in the Bible. Well, yeah, there are rules in the Bible, but even Jesus demonstrates that the point of that rule wasn't even just specifically about the rule, but that there's something even deeper, like even hating and mocking your brother is akin to murdering him. There's something deeper in the heart that needs to be worked out and transformed so that you truly value the dignity of other human beings as made in the image of God, right? And So even the way we interact with the rules within scripture or the facts within scripture, it's not just for the sake of that particular rule or that particular fact. It's about fitting into the whole context in such a way that changes us into people who think and act like God in his design. And so that brings us to the, the final aspect. And I, I mentioned this briefly in the last episode at the end, but how, so, okay, so, so I'm starting to get this picture, right? And it is, it's beginning to awaken within me some, some hope and some desire of engaging God as a person, and engaging what he's doing in the world as something that I am actively living in, right? So there's been a story that's been written and it's gonna go to a certain place. But I'm currently within this story. Everybody is, whether or not we acknowledge Yahweh as God, right? Sometimes we view Christian faith as like, I gotta serve God, right? Well, the reality is you're in the story. And something's been written with you, a part of it, if you're, you know, at at the time of this recording, I'm 32 years old. And so I've got 32 years of being a part of this story. And there are dynamics playing into the story that I may or may not understand, may or may not have intentionally been a part of writing. But the question is, how do we begin to engage this story with God? It's, it's not about serving God in the sense of, like, you know, Jesus talks about this and Paul talks about it, how you, you, you cannot serve, to you like you're going to serve something. You're going to be a slave to yourself, your flesh, to sin, or you're going to be a slave to God and to righteousness. So, so if we're talking in that terminology, then yes, it is, it is about serving God, right? As opposed to serving our flesh. But I think sometimes we use that language in, in ways of like, I owe, I owe something to God. And if, if I want to be a good Christian, I got to do this. And I, that, that's not actually how scripture paints it. Do, do I owe Jesus my life? Absolutely, because he gave his life for me. But God, God made me, God designed me to be a part of a story he's wanting to tell. Now for a few years of my youth, into my youth, I was not actively embracing that. You know, I was walking in hostility with God. But he still wrote me into the story to be a part of the glory and the majesty that he wants to communicate in this story of creation, in the story of struggle and brokenness and redemption. And so the question is, how do we each fit into that story specifically? Like you right now watching or listening to this, how does whatever you're doing, or maybe you're reading the transcript, how do you fit in to the story that God is writing, how has the good things that have happened in your life, how have the bad things that have happened into in your life fit in to God's story? Maybe you're, maybe you have questions about that. That's why I would love to tell you about. I'm excited today, beginning today, we have open enrollment to to my course, Finding My Place in God's Story, and this is exciting for me. I've started developing this course. Five years ago, back in 2018, and I ran it under a different name. It, it looked even different; like the actual course and the content looked differently. After running it through that two or three times and getting feedback from some people, I, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to shift. I'm going to sh- retitle it. I'm going to change it, and, and focus in more." That's when I I brought in more of this aspect of like we need to learn how to approach the Bible and engage the Bible. But then I think most of us struggle to read our bibles because we don't see ourselves in the story. We it's like reading a book, right? Like we sit down and we read. And quite frankly, when it comes to the bible, if 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 you're going to compare it to Pilgrim's Progress, like I would rather read Pilgrim's Progress, someone might say, because Pilgrim's Progress is is easier. It's a little more tangible within we see the how the story fits together and it's difficult to see how this story is coming together fully. In scripture but for me like god came alive to me when i began to see how i specifically like asha whitmer currently as a 32 year old married with four kids we have another one on the way we recently moved in the last year moved to colorado from los angeles california i've lived overseas i've lived in a number of different cities in different contexts it 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 brings a lot of questions, even conflicts within myself as I have a variety of experiences with different communities and different people. And, and so how does all of that and what I'm doing fit in to the story that God is wanting to write? How does mom being killed a few days before our wedding fit into that story? How does losing a child 11 weeks into the pregnancy fit into that story? How does experiencing multiple broken relationships fit into that story? How does being caught in the middle of conflict between very dear people that we love multiple times, like how does that fit in to the story? How does waking up and wanting to just sleep the day away because I, I don't sense much purpose in life and because I, I'm not exactly entirely sure where we're going or where God is in the moment, like how does all of that fit into the story? And the number one thing that keeps me a disciple of Jesus, that draws me into walking with Yahweh, is the story itself. Like, it's it's beautiful. The, the thing that gives me hope in times of chaos, of pain, even darkness, when things when like what's in front of me doesn't exactly make sense, what gives me hope is the overarching story that all of this is a part of. And there are definitely particular aspects of our current situation right now that I don't exactly know how it fits in, but I know it it does because I understand the overall story that God has been building from the beginning now and where it's going to go. And I don't see how it's going to fit in perfectly, but I know that God will find a way. Through the Holy Spirit, He will bring all of this together so that not only, you know, sometimes we talk about things, oh, this tragic, without this tragic experience, so and so wouldn't have come to the Lord. I'm grateful for so and so coming to the Lord, but why couldn't that have been done without this tragic experience? And it's only through the story that I understand why that tragic experience happens to begin with and that draws me because of the brokenness and the rebellion of humanity and the fall and our trying to image ourselves and do things according to what we deem to be wise like then i'm i'm drawn to jesus and a deep desire and hunger and thirst for him because i myself on my own even what I think is right and what the world needs like I'm so broken and misunderstand so many of the core needs and I need Jesus I'm drawn to Jesus and then experience the inner turmoil and struggle but ultimately levels of transformation redemption even if it's just bit by bit like that story is beautiful to me to take this people that slapped God in the face and rejected him and ushered in all this chaos that through those very people, when they experience Jesus and the seed of the Holy Spirit is planted in their life, they become people who image God as they were designed to from the very beginning. Like that's a beautiful story. Humans don't write those kinds of stories. The Enuma Elish, the Genesis Eridu, like some of the ancient epics of all time, they don't tell beautiful hopeful stories like God does like Genesis like the Torah like the scriptures do and so my my desire is that all of us can see the story of scripture but then also find our place in that story so that we can experience God deeply and be better grounded more deeply rooted in our purpose Hey friends, this podcast is brought to you in partnership with the Dwell app. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Dwell audio Bible app, but this app is phenomenal. It's changed my life in several different ways. As a Bible college student, I do tremendous amounts of Bible reading throughout the semester, more than I normally do and I'm not a fast reader. And so one of the ways that I have been able to keep on top of the Bible reading is through the Dwell app. One of the things I really like about it is there's very meditative, reflective music played in the background of the reader. So it's not dramatized. Some some audio Bible apps are dramatized and that's a little, I don't know, not my cup of tea. But it's a very calming and just peaceful way of having the Bible read to you. There's also, there's at least 15, I think there's close to 30 by now, different voices that you can choose from. There's many different translations you can choose from. For the ESV, I think there's maybe two or three voices, if that makes sense. But there's over 15 voices for sure. And so you can have a female voice, you can have a male voice, you can have a British accent, you can have an American accent, you can have a Canadian accent, or a... Well, I like the British accent, so I listen to the Bible in the British accent, and it's it's been a really good way to keep on top of my homework. But also, I have found, sometimes I'll be listening to audio Bible as I commute someplace or as I'm doing some other work, or even in the morning. Sometimes it's hard to wake up, you're tired. And to sit down and read, it literally feels like an intellectual exercise. You're just—it's like school, like starting your day with school. And I love learning things, but I'm not like—I don't do well at starting my day with school. And so, when you wake up and you're tired, but you want—you want to meditate on the Word of God—to just put in my Air, AirPods and listen to the Dwell app—is incredible way to start my morning just in peaceful worship meditation I hear things differently when I hear it being read than when I read it I personally think you should read and hear it both but that's one thing I like about audio Bible is different things stick out that didn't stand out before I'll listen to it as I'm going on a run or something and I can't say enough good about the dwell app and so if you would like to your meditation, your Bible reading to another level. You can also, if you're not able to sleep at night, you can put in your AirPods and, and listen to the scripture being read and fall asleep that way. I've used that at times as well, but you can start for free. There's a link in the description below, or you can go ahead and purchase the, the annual plan, which I have. And it's, to me, it's very much worth it just in the way, a couple things, the way it helps me Uh, meditate and kind of a fresh view a fresh experience with scripture and then also the way it helps me keep on top of my homework it's been very helpful for me and so if if this sounds like something you need i invite you hit the link below it'll take you all the course details you'll learn even more about it but this is a course in so i've run finding my place in God's story that specific title and the framework and everything i've run it twice now and and i'm hearing people have that kind of experience of like wow the bible comes alive I, I i begin to see myself as a part of what god has been doing um and so i would love more of you to experience that now typically this course is a part of a subscription which is 35 dollars a month and so it's you can access that as well as other courses that I develop and other content that I create through Unfamed Christianity. You can access that for $35 a month. But after a whole year, that turns into $420, right? For the first time ever, you can purchase the course just for a flat one-time fee. And you get the whole course. And you can go through it. You can sit through it. it the course is about 30 hours total, so you're not going to be able to do it in one day. But you can take the next several days and just hammer through the course if you want. Or you can purchase it, and take as long as you wish, but not end up paying more, you know, not not even pay $420. It's not even that much. It's a one-time fee. And the course, just to explain the course a little bit, it's a five-module course that walks through. So the first three modules, the first module is, how do I read the Bible? How do I approach the Bible? The second module is, how do I understand what the Bible means? So you, you may think, Wait, isn't that the same? Like, no, that's actually part of the problem is most of us, when we read the Bible, we assume we know how to read the Bible. And so we just start reading and then all of our conversation is about what it means. And we usually miss what it means, because we didn't know how to read it in the first place. So we, we take the first module and look at how do we read the Bible. The second module, what does it mean? The third module interacts with how the Bible, according to its own language, frames the gospel. Because some of us have grown up here in the West, particularly with this mindset of the gospel being about I sinned and deserve hell. Jesus came and saved me from hell by dying for my sins. But Did you know that the Bible never frames the gospel that way? There's no place in scripture where you'll get that framing, a heaven and hell framing. At best, you will get a Jesus saves us from our sins framing in 1 Corinthians 15. Like um, Christ died for my sins. According to the scriptures and he rose again in accordance with the scriptures and so we are free from our sin but what is sin right like we think of sin as like oh these bad things that happen and i've done a bunch of them and so i need somebody to cancel that debt and there there is an element of truth to that that's how the bible the bible does interact with that type of framing but it also interacts with with a much even deeper kind of this notion of a sort of venom that infiltrates our being where we, instead of trusting God and trusting what he calls good to be good and what he calls evil to be evil, we try to define that for ourselves. And so when Jesus comes and saves us from sin, he's saving us from this self-centered like I'm doing what's, according, what's wise according to my own eyes. Instead, I am now free to rest back onto what God calls good and what God calls evil. And that, like, it's, it's a much fuller aspect, fuller understanding of what sin is. Anyways, that's all in the course. Module three is about that. The Bible defines the gospel in terms of creation, covenant, and kingdom, not heaven-hell paradigm. Heaven and hell are then discussed within creation covenant kingdom paradigm and we interact with that you see that in the new testament both in paul's writings in the book of acts is a great example because you see sermons in acts and every one of those sermons starts with either creation or starts depending on the audience starts with the story of israel so the people of israel would have would have had through the torah they would have had this story of creation and so when a, in the book of Acts, when a preacher is preaching to Jews, they start at Abraham, they start with the story of Israel. When they're preaching to Greeks, they tend to start at creation and then show how through Israel, everything has gotten to the place of where they are right now. And so even the New Testament authors are framing the gospel message in story form, and they're framing it in terms of story, covenant, and kingdom so that's the third module the fourth module we finally get to what is the story and so we walk through the story and that's the part that i shared you can go back and if you if you're just now joining you haven't listened to the previous three episodes i i invite you to go back and listen to those i highly recommend that because this this is like the key piece kind of the thrust of overarching framework that we unpack within the Finding My Place in God's Story course, but you get it for free. You get a, a, a heavy dose of it in these episodes. And so that portion, what we just did in the How to Read the Bible as Story episode just a couple episodes ago, that's basically in an hour and a half, Module 4, just looking over. It, it actually includes aspects of every module, but looking over what is the story and then module five is, where am I in this story? And it's bringing it home, not just to humanity, how does humanity fit in the story, because we've already looked at that, but specifically, how does your story fit in to the story? How does your interests, your burdens, your passions, how does the, the good and negative experiences of your life fit in to God's story? Now, one thing about this course is that, because there's a lot of resources out there that are available. Bible Project is one. I've pulled for this course. I've frequently mentioned the Bible Project. I love the Bible Project. Unfamed Christianity supports the Bible Project as a part of... They're they're doing a ton of work. But a lot of their stuff is focused on just reading the Bible and understanding the Bible. They they have uh, the Bible Project University, I think it's called, in which you can just study books of the bible and and it's just you know some are 14 hour long courses for to study the book of ephesians or 12 hour long to study another book and so forth and that's incredible content highly recommend it the one thing finding my place in God's story gives you that i haven't seen in too many other places is all throughout from the very beginning even when we're learning how to interact with the bible how to study the bible we're constantly fleshing out, okay, so how have I typically approached the Bible? How have I typically done this? And so ingrained from the very beginning is processing your own story. And so then we're diving into God's story as simultaneously processing our own personal stories and the ways that we've looked at the world, the ways we've viewed God, the ways we've interacted with scripture, the ways we've interacted with his community of the church and so forth and and so it is embedded that by the end of the course this is the whole goal the whole purpose is you better understand scripture and with that you have the tools for continuing to study it well but then you also have a just a settled clear i i like the term settled because clear is like well it's actually like life purpose and journey is somewhat like a journey. Like, yeah, the path is clear ahead of you, but there's a bend that you can't see around, right? That's life. That's a part of life. There's no goal-setting course. There's no, like, spiritual gift or, or personality gift template that'll help you make the path completely straight and you see the end of it, right? And that, that's actually a beautiful thing. That's good. I don't I don't think, as much as we don't like uncertainty and, and change I don't think any of us would like just a straight path ahead, right? So I'm not I'm not saying that like all the bends in your journey are going to be made straight and you'll just see the way forward, but rather there's a settled purpose that even though you see the bend in the road ahead or even though you you discover a hidden driveway coming into the road that looks like actually maybe where you should turn but you're not sure and now you're stuck in indecision, you're trying to figure out, you have a deep settled sense of purpose for why you exist and why some of the things have been happening in your life that can help you, that can become a grid for filtering decisions through, along with your goal setting courses, along with discovering your strengths and weaknesses and stuff. I I do not want to be sounding like I'm, I'm downplaying that. Rather, I'm, I'm specifically talking to people who are like, I, I need more. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what my dreams and passions are. And, and just looking inner and like, what do I enjoy doing and what all that, that doesn't really help. I'm saying, hey, maybe just set that on the table for a moment. And just look at, hey, what has God been writing? What has God been writing in the world? What story has God been writing and communicating through the world? And what has he already been doing in your own life? Because, as Friedrich Beekner says, I'm not sure how you say his last name—Beekner, Buchner, Buckner—Friedrich um, Friedrich, Beekner is how I pronounce it. Life itself is grace, and God is ever present in everything, doing something. And so, finding purpose. And finding God's will has less to do with like discovering some secret, the answer to a mystery or something. And it has a whole lot more to do with just like starting to notice what's already going on around us. And so that's what this course is designed to do, is help you begin to see that and then be like, oh, by the end of it, it's like, oh, now I know where I'm at in this whole picture and like why some of these weird things or good things have happened. And what can be done with them in order to continue the story of God and so if this sounds like something you would like again the link is below enrollment is open now in full transparency you will always be able to enroll in this course however the one-time fee and the discount that it is that is very much just good for a short amount of time <laughs> and so it's it's twofold one thing i want people to take the course right and so this kind of gives you incentive to take advantage of it right now the other thing is i also know that there are people who can't afford the regular price of it and so giving discount allows an opportunity at least once or twice a year to take advantage of that but even more than that like if if you're listening you've come through these episodes you're listening like i really need this but I can't afford the course, please reach out to me and we will negotiate something. We'll, we'll find something that works for you because the only reason I pay for stuff like this is so that I can do more of it, so that we can continue to build out resources even, even better. Um, I'm excited. We recently finished up the, the video series for small groups as it relates to live free making sense of male sexuality and and just processing through your sexual story and and that is that is a work that I actually did first but it ends if you've read the book it ends with this part like how do you fit into God's story and so finding my place in God's story is a flagship course for me (laughs) from my vantage point really it's like this is the thing that I'm most passionate about I think this is crucial like super helpful for people but obviously some people it's going to be helpful for and they may not be able to afford it and so i please don't don't be scared off by that engage me with it let's find something that works other people you'll look at it and be like man i don't don't know i'm not sure if this is for me and so if you're there if you're like man sounds interesting you know you need it, click the link below. If you're not sure if this is for you, click the link below because there's more details, there's more explanation through the link. And yeah, this is it. So I've done three episodes here kind of teaching and now here's an episode telling you about the enrollment of the course. I will continue to tell you about the course as it winds down, like when the when the enrollment period ends, or the at least the discount period sign up for the blog, like there's all kinds of stuff that's communicated even more directly through the blog than, than through this podcast. And so if you want to stay tuned for all that, sign up through the blog. And if you're like, man, this sounds great. I don't have, I don't, don't have the capacity to do it right now. That's fine too. There will be, we open enrollment like this, uh, usually two times a year because th- that also kind of allows us to maintain a smaller group of people who go through it and and that way we can process like really we've, we've had some really good conversations with people like fairly raw like uh, one of the, one of the members that went through the course felt God lead them to open a coffee shop and kind of went south and and ended up being a very difficult thing that they had to kind of pivot and, and change and so just the confusion of that like wait I thought I thought you called me I thought you we were praying about this I thought you led let us into this but then it didn't turn out how we thought it would and how to make sense of that and what would it do with some of those struggles those are the kinds of things we get into and we wrestle with personally tailored to the struggles and the questions that you're dealing with and so Finding my place in God's Story, click the link below or just go to AsherWitmer.com right now that is redirecting to the Finding My Place in God's Story course, so you'll you'll learn everything that you need just from that. Thank you for participating in this portion. Thank you for being a part of this series, and I continue to love to hear any questions you have or how has this grasping of better picture of the bible's story and kind of our role as humanity in the story how has it shaped the way that you're now thinking about scripture and even thinking about your life you can either message me privately you can send a message to podcast at asherwiver.com or you can if you're watching this on youtube and the blog you can just comment below and we can discuss it further but thank you so much for being a part of this journey grace and peace Unfeigned Christianity is brought to you by our members at Patreon. As a part of the membership program, you receive two deep dev essays a month and expanded versions of all our podcast interviews. If you would like to become a member, visit www.asherwitmer.com forward slash member. Unfamed Christianity podcast is also a part of two networks, the Restorative Faith Collective, where we have conversations about race, perspectives, and relationships in an Anabaptist context. To learn about more articles and podcasts, visit www.restorativefaithcollective.org. The second network is the Kingdom Outpost, where we talk about what it looks like to live as Jesus's nation in today's world. For more podcasts and articles, visit kingdomoutpost.org. Thanks for listening.